Hey, Warden Brown Brokers. Welcome to Breaking It Down with Warden Brown, the official podcast from the Warden Brown General Agency. I'm your host, Paul Roberts. Thank you for joining us. In our very first episode, we're going to be highlighting ERISA plan documents. But before I get into the compliance complexities around ERISA plan documents, I first want to talk about what ERISA really is. First of all, ERISA is an acronym. We eat alphabet soup all the time in the health insurance industry, and it can be hard to decode what some of those acronyms are. ERISA is the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, E-R-I-S-A, from 1974. It's a federal law, which means it's equally as important as the Federal Affordable Care Act law. What the law does is it sets minimum standards for employee benefit plans and employer-established pension plans. That is, it talks about both health insurance concepts and also retirement benefits. When you look at ERISA law, you'll see the terms welfare benefit plans mentioned over and over again. In ERISA lingo, that just simply means group insurance. ERISA also talks about what are called qualified retirement plans. Those are pension plans and profit sharing plans established by the employer. Of course, our intent today is to focus on the health insurance aspect of the Employee Retirement Income Security Act, otherwise known as ERISA. ERISA is the ocean of our health insurance industry. It governs anything and everything that we do in the health insurance space. Now, lawyers out there can make a full career out of solely studying and practicing law in ERISA law. So I want you to understand that it is a very, very deep law. What we're talking about today is ERISA plan documents. So the law states that employers must have up-to-date written plan documents accessible to participants. What are plan documents? Well, think of it this way. Anything and everything out there in the world should come with instruction manuals, and health insurance is no different. Essentially, the Employer Retirement Income Security Act mandates that employers create what are called plan documents that back up the benefits that are being offered to the employees. They tell employees the eligibility rules for their plan. They also tell employees how they should know for sure that the benefits presented to them in their summaries of benefits and coverage, which explain benefits and open enrollment, will actually be paid according to what's listed in those summaries of benefits and coverage, etc. These ERISA plan documents are very, very thick. I like to tell people they're about the size of phone books. They again contain all of the details of the coverage, eligibility for the coverage, etc. Plan documents are actually written in what's called legalese. That is, they are written in a legal lingo that lawyers can understand. Now, that's not of much use to the majority of our employees that are working for the employers we work with, unless, of course, that employer is an office of attorneys, for example. ERISA law also stipulates that employers create what are called summary plan description documents, SPDs, which are abridged versions of the plan document. And there are other notification requirements covered under ERISA law, which we'll talk about in our upcoming episodes here. ERISA applies to almost all employers out there, private sector corporations, partnerships, proprietorships, whether for-profit or non-profit, all of them must comply with ERISA regardless of their size, and by that I mean their number of employees working for the employer. ERISA's enforcement and reach is big. 
The ERISA enforcement is done by the Employee Benefit Security Administration. That's EBSA, another acronym in our alphabet soup. They are a branch of the Department of Labor. We went onto the Department of Labor's website and read about the EBSA, and this is what the department says. The EBSA, the Employee Benefit Security Administration, is responsible for ensuring the integrity of the private employee benefit system in the United States. That's their intent of this entire law. In the fiscal year 2018, the EBSA's authority extends to approximately 2.2 million health plans and around 2.2 million other welfare benefit plans, such as life, disability, ancillary benefits, etc. All in all, the plans cover 143 million workers and their dependents. So as you can see here, the size and scope of ERISA law is massive, and it touches almost all employer benefit plans in America. And it's important for us to understand the basic complexities of ERISA law so we can help our employers comply with it. So again, we're talking about the ERISA plan document today. The ERISA law in section 402 says this, and I'm going to give you a quote. Quote, every employee benefit plan shall be established and maintained pursuant to a written instrument. And that essentially is the basis behind this ERISA plan document requirement. It's a legal document that governs the scope and the benefits of the plan. Now, there are certain terms required by ERISA. The employer must include eligibility rules for when an employee becomes eligible to enroll in a plan and when the employee loses eligibility to participate in a health plan set by the employer. Health insurance carriers will provide the majority of the information that's included in ERISA plan documents, but because the law states that the employer must include certain terms, such as eligibility terms, etc., the carriers can't create all of the information for the employer. And because of that, there is an effort required on the employer to create such plan documents. I told you these documents are written in legalese, and it's frustrating because the majority of our employees don't speak legalese, but that's what the law says. You'll hear in our second episode how we are required to write abridged versions of these plan documents known as SPDs, which again, we'll cover in our next episode. When you hear plan documents for ERISA, there are two different types of plan documents. One is the massive plan document itself. The other is a summary plan description, SPD. We've talked to many ERISA attorneys throughout our tenure at Word and Brown. And what we've been told is that the Department of Labor will always, always, always ask for this ERISA plan document in the event of an audit. With this law, there's actually no requirement to distribute these plan documents to your plan participants, that is, your employees under ERISA law. But the law does say if an employee makes a request for these ERISA plan documents, the employer has 30 days to distribute these documents and get them to the person who asked for them. If the employer is unable to fulfill that or does not complete that need in the 30 days, then there is a $110 per day per participant excise tax penalty assessed to the employer. And by excise tax penalty, I mean that the employer can't write that off as a business expense. The employer has to just pay those funds and it's unfortunately money out the window. We'll be covering more ERISA documents and a lot of different employer documents in our future podcast episodes. So please stay tuned. Thank you again for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you and we look forward to educating you on more compliance topics throughout this podcast series in the future.